This episode of Software Social is brought to you by Reform. As a business owner, you need forms all the time for lead capture, user feedback, SaaS onboarding, job applications, early access signups, and many other types of forms. Here's how Reform is different. Your brand shines through, not Reforms. It's accessible out of the box, and there are no silly design gimmicks like frustrating customers by only showing one question at a time. Join indie businesses like Fathom Analytics and Savvy Cal and try out Reform. Software Social listeners get one month free by going to reform.app/social and using the promo code social on checkout. Hey Colleen. Hey Michelle. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How about you? How goes week three now of doing Hammerstone and um, Simple File Upload? It's going well. Today, I'm going to dedicate most of the day to Simple File Upload, so I'm pretty excited about that. I'm finally back into my theoretical four days client work, one day my own thing. It never really works out that way because I make myself way too available, but I have a lot of plans. But I do want to talk to you about something. Okay. I am. I have not had any new signups in six weeks. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I'm not in the pit of despair because I'm just generally pretty happy about everything else, but I haven't been really on Ooh. top of... I know, six weeks, right? That's really bad. I mean, I, I I hate to say it, but that does give me a little bit of like trough of sorrow vibes. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, I hadn't even really noticed, which is a different, a different thing. Has anybody but canceled? I don't know because I, yeah. So I, I don't track that as well as I should. And I think with everything that's been going on, I have been so busy that I haven't Honestly, I've just been letting it run itself. I check my email every day, but no one ever emails me, which is nice, by the way. So I hadn't checked it in a while, and I checked it in preparation to do this podcast with you, and I was like, oh, crap. I haven't had a sign-up since July. This is September 2nd. So, so have, I mean, has your revenue gone down? Like, No, actually, it hasn't. Uh, so I've been pretty consistent. So without doing a full churn analysis, I don't think people are churning, but they're not signing up. Okay, that's not, okay, let me stop. That's not entirely true. People are putting their email address in and then bouncing. So people are still Mm. finding my website, but yeah. um, I feel like it was like the people who are paying you, is that mostly people from Heroku or from your website? It's mostly people from Heroku. So are you still getting that? Like you had this problem where people were like signing up on Heroku, but then not actually activating it and like starting to use it. Like are people still doing that first step on Heroku? So people are using it. I actually had one person respond with what he's doing. So that was cool in terms of like a new sign up. So people are using it that sign up on Heroku, which is good. It's just a lack of new signups is really confusing to me. (laughs) 
did you ever get that work done on the homepage, like and and the Heroku site? Like we were talking about the code pen and improving the documentation and like did did all that happen? So I have a whole list of great things I'm gonna do. So what I have done this week, last week, is I actually started writing a piece of I wrote an article, right? It didn't take that long. I should have what it doesn't matter what I should have done. I did it, so that's good. So I have seen on Google Analytics that that is getting a decent amount of traffic. Today, literally today, I'm going to get that freaking try it now on the homepage. That is my plan is to do that today. Nice. I'm speaking it into existence. The documentation is a whole different animal because I don't think, I mean, I really need to to redo the documentation, but that's like a whole thing. Like it's not, I, I need to add some things. I think I need to take it in baby steps because I added some things to the tech side that are not reflected in the documentation that are kind of cool. So I think but of course, instead of just adding that to my existing doc- documentation, which I don't really like the way it presents, like I just don't like the way it looks, I want to tear that all down and make a new app just for documentation, which I will do someday. But So it kind of sounds like you need to put away your laundry, but you don't want to do that. So instead, you're going to completely build yourself a new closet. But my closet's going to be so pretty and so organized. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I'm sensing a theme where like you have a task that you don't want to do or it seems overwhelming to you or you don't feel like it plays into your strengths. And so your way to do it is to make it something that is one of your strengths, which is actually just throwing more hurdles in front of you actually doing the task. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, that's... Like it's funny because before we got on this podcast, my plan was still to rewrite the whole documentation and make it its own site, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as I spoke those words to you, I was like, do I really, is that really a super high priority? Like the higher priority should be getting the fact that like I emit events on, you know, successful uploads. That's cool. People can use that. It's literally nowhere in my documentation that I do that. So um, probably the priority should just be getting it out there with what I have. And then someday when I have more time, I can rewrite the whole documentation site. Hmm. Is your problem with the documentation that it's ugly or that people email you telling you that it's janky and like difficult to use like the documentation specifically, or is Um, it just an eyesore? It's ugly. It's an eyesore. I don't like the way it looks. I don't like the way I navigate it with tabs. I don't like the tabs. Like, I I think you can still find everything. No one has emailed me saying I don't understand how to use this. Hold on. I need to, like, I'm I'm pulling this up right now. Yeah, pull it up. Okay, so if you go to simplefileupload.com and then click on Docs, documentation. I still can't believe you got that .com. Like. I know. I win at names. So if you look (laughs) at it. (laughs) I was like, so I, I also bought unrelated simple file. Wait, what did I buy? I bought simpleimageupload.com. I haven't done anything with it. I just snapped it. I was like, okay, that seems like one I should have. Okay. So look at this documentation page. Like, I just don't like the way it looks. I mean, it's not the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Like it's basic, but like, it's fine. I, I mean, it, it like has a little bit of an old school readme file vibe, but like, I know. <laughs> I 
totally does. That's doesn't like it? not a bad thing because that's how documentation was distributed for like 20 years and it's still sometimes distributed that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other thing is, is like, I think it's okay to like give yourself that space to be like, you know, like this is ugly and I hate it. Um, throw the content in there now, but also when it comes time to build the documentation, like there's so many tools for this. Like don't design your own documentation too, you know, like, like if you're going to build yourself a new closet for all of this, like at least buy one from Ikea and then you just have to assemble it to like, don't go actually go out and buy the two by fours and, you know, like do the whole thing. I don't actually know what tools are out there to build documentation. So what do you guys use? Do you remember? Because uh, no. I know you're right. This has got to be a thing. Like, you're absolutely yeah, right. Why like, I, I think I know someone who, like, just bought a documentation tool. This is um, interesting because, like, it, it's the- definitely... I don't, I don't remember what the name is of the thing that we use. But we've actually, we've actually had people reach out to us saying that they really liked our documentation and wanted to know where we got it from like I think we just got it somewhere well this is an interesting thing I didn't actually that I didn't even think about that but absolutely you're right I should there's there's a better way to solve this problem than me decide make rewriting this whole thing so what you're looking at now the, the here's the real reason I want to redo it what you're looking at now comes through the application page and the application app does not use tailwind my my marketing site does use Tailwind. So that my thought would be to rewrite all of this documentation, put it on the marketing site um, using Tailwind because... But like, would you design it yourself with like Tailwind elements or would you grab a template from Tailwind? Oh, I totally agree. I, I pay for whatever that thing is with Tailwind where I can just copy the code yeah, and put it in. Yeah, 100% I, yeah, I bought it. that. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what <laughs> it's was, called, but it's worth it. <laughs> it was totally worth Tailwind it. The thing is worth it's it totally great whatever it's called so yeah but there's well, also i don't know, I don't know. Like readme.io right like there's all sorts of is that what we use that kind of looks like our docs see i didn't know that i don't know i don't think i i'll have to ask matias i <laughs> so this is this is a good point though i should um because i don't need api documentation too so i need to think about yeah that readme.io has a whole documentation tab Ooh, this looks fun Oh, all right. I'm totally going to check this out after the podcast. Maybe that is the right answer. I don't know how much it costs, but, you know. Well, it's going to be cheaper than five hours of my time, right? presumably. Right? Yes. Like, there's no way it costs that much. Colleen, your so. time is not free. And right. this is, see, see, this is, I always say that, like, you know, I, I studied economics in undergrad. And I'm always like, oh, you know, it was interesting, but it doesn't really relate. But here is where it does. Because opportunity cost is a very real cost, and that is a perfect distillation of it, that your time is worth more than spending five hours rolling your own documentation thing when this is, like, already a solved problem. You're absolutely right. 100% agree with that. You're right. I didn't think about it that way, but that is a true statement. But first, you should really just, like, tell people about the stuff you made. Right. So I think – okay, so, like, let's get actionable because I – today is my day to work on Simple File Upload. So I think the first step 
okay, I don't love the documentation I have, but I need to get the information out there. So the first step is just add something that's like these things that people can use, like these event callbacks or emitting events. Like that's useful information. (laughs) So um, just add it, you know, just adding it'll take all of 15 minutes. And like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be like standing on my like high horse here that like, you know, oh, we tell users everything we do because actually something we were just talking about this week was like, oh, like we need to like send out an email to people and like tell them about the features we've added because we basically stopped sending product updates email. Then also like MailChimp shut down their pay as you go at one point. And, and then we were like migrating and, and all this stuff. And I think we sent out like one email since then. But like we were just talking about this the other day. That's like, oh, like we added support for like geocoding a county. Like if you know you like have like a street address plus like Montgomery County, Maryland, for example, like in places that like use the county rather than um, the city name. But we haven't told anyone about it because we haven't sent any product updates email in God knows how long. So I'm all of this is to say that I am. Uh, I also need to take my own advice (laughs) and maybe other people too. Maybe there's somebody out there, you know, just tell people about the thing you made. (laughs) Tell people about the thing you made. Yeah. Just tell them. (laughs) Don't, don't think about, you know, marketing stuff and ads and get all in your head about that. Just tell people. Yeah. Even if it's a plain text email, just tell them. (laughs) Just just tell them. The advice I'm trying to give myself and I'm, I am trying to manifest it into existence that we will do that whole step to send out an email to get people's opt-in. And then after that, we send out an email that tells them what the stuff we did. Maybe that could be one email. I don't know. (laughs) Yes. So (laughs) tell people. Tell people. Got it. I like it. That's good advice. That's your marketing advice for today. That is my, that's my marketing advice for the day. Don't forget (laughs) to tell people. (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of what's up with me. I'm going to try and get those things implemented today. So hopefully that'll move the needle a little bit on signups. It was, yeah, it's definitely been a, a very trough of sorrow six weeks though. I was like, wow, that's a long time. Eek. So, but I mean, there's the reason why there is that, uh product life cycle like chart that has the trough of sorrow on it is because the trough of sorrow is normal is normal oh okay this will be yeah. interesting yeah yeah there's like this whole image that's like the i didn't know that uh, okay yeah no i when i said trough of sorrow i was referencing something okay um i'll have to i'll have to find it and send it to you and also put it in the show notes so everybody else who's like what is she talking about um, and then the like five product people listening are like, oh my God, I know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I forget where it comes from. I think it might be like, it might've been a business of software talk at one point that, um, okay. Oh no, it's, I think it might be the constant contact founder person. Huh. I think she might've been her. I don't know. Okay. I gotta, well, gonna, I, when I'm you gonna, find it. Yeah. I'm going to find it. It'll be in the show notes. So everybody <laughs> listening does not have to like wonder what it was dig, a, dig through the internet to try and find it's it it's like normal to have you know periods when you're like Meh, okay like nothing happened I mean granted you said that you kind of weren't really doing anything with it so the fact that you're 
revenue didn't like crater, even though you basically didn't touch it for six weeks, like that's awesome. Yeah, that's super awesome. Like, I'm not going to lie. Again, you know, to our conversations of like, if you ever wanted to sell this thing, like the fact that you didn't touch it for six weeks and it kept making money, huge selling point. Yeah. Yeah. It's super, so far it's been super low touch, which is awesome. It's so funny because years and years ago, I used to obsessively read, do you know who Pat Flynn is? Smart passive income guy? No. Okay. He's got this whole empire built about trying to teach people how to build passive income on the internet. Okay. And I used to obsessively read his blog. I mean, we're talking like 10 years ago. And here I am with kind of sort of passive income-ish. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. You did it. Hmm. So, yep. Tell me about how things are going with the book and your podcast tour. Oh, so they're going. So I think you had challenged me to be on 10, 20. I feel like it was 20. I I feel like it was 20. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I mean, it's been a while, but I feel like it was more than 10. (laughs) So, okay. So I have been on a couple at this point. So I was wor- I was on searching for SAS with Josh and Nate, which sweet. By the way, so if like people like our dynamic of like, you know, somebody like who has a SAS and then somebody who is like trying to start one and like different phases, you would totally love searching for SAS because um Josh has been running his business for like quite a long time, Referral Rock, um has employees like and then Nate is kind of has is like consulting and is trying to figure out a SaaS. So I was on searching for SaaS. They were my first one. Um, and I'm so glad I did one with like friends because I was so nervous about the whole like I know I'm promoting a book, but it feels like self-promotion and I just that just like is uncomfortable for me. So um so so I'm really glad I did it with them first. And then I recorded another one that's actually they told me was not going to be out for another three or four months. So you'll hear about that one when it uh, comes oh, out. Was that a secret? No, I mean, like, oh. I just, I'll just tweet about it when it like comes out. But that counts, right? That's two. Yeah. That and then totally counts. Um, I was on um, One Night in Product with Jason Knight, which came out a couple, like, yeah, a couple days ago. Um, that was super fun because that's a like a a podcast for product people, and we like really like dove deep on um some of the different books and the differences and like my fears around like people using this to like manipulate others. Um, it's really it was really good. Um, so that's three, and then I was on Indie Hackers that that just came out, so that was kind of fun. I feel like I I feel like I don't know like I feel like Indie is like so legit like uh i don't know it was it was kind of it was kind of wild indie um, hackers yeah being on the indie now hackers podcast. did you talk about geocodio or did you talk about the book or both so we talked about geocodio a little bit but mostly yeah. about the book just kind of okay. geocodio as um as background okay yeah oh yeah getting on indie hackers that's basically making it like that's amazing yeah, I like, can I be, cool. like, starstruck at myself for, like... <laughs> yes, you totally can. I was like, like wow, I just think, like, so that's, weird. like, you know, that's, like, my life goal. No, that's, <laughs> I'm, it's not really a life goal, but I'm like, someday I will be on Indie Hackers. <laughs> someday Cortland will ask. I know. It might just take a couple more years. No, I love that podcast. I think that's wonderful. 
Uh, and yeah, yeah. Now you're kind of famous, like totally. <laughs> <laughs> Once you're on Indie Hackers, you've made it. I know. I, you know, you know, it's so funny. So like I, um, you know, I talked about this a little bit when, when we had Adam on a few weeks ago that like, you know, I, for a long time, like, like, so I didn't know that this whole community existed and that I knew about it, but I didn't f- like feel like I was like legit enough to like be there which was not true and was just my own imposter syndrome speaking. But for years I had this like sort of self policy that I would only go to conferences if I was speaking at them because then people would come up to me and have something to talk about. Otherwise I would be like standing in the corner, like not talking to anyone and like feeling like super out of it. Um, and so now I'm like, okay, you know what? Like now if I like go to something, like I feel like there's a good chance that like one person like knows me and we'll have something to talk about. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's the benefit yeah. of of sharing your work, I think, the way you have been. Yeah. Yeah. So um okay, so wait, so I lost count. Okay, so searching for SAS, the one that's coming out in a couple of months. Um Jason, Jason Knight, One Night in Product, um, Indie Hackers. Oh, wait, I think I forgot one. In, no, no, that's four. And then I recorded one yesterday, so that's five. And then I am recording another one um, today. So wow. that's six. And then I'm scheduling another one, like trying to get that one on the calendar. Um. That person's also on Pacific time like you and dude, it is so hard for me so to schedule hard. things with Pacific time. Like, yeah, that nine hour time difference is. Whew, yeah. Um, requires it's some advanced tough. planning. So totally. I guess that so that's six I have either recorded or in the hopper. And I think there was more people who reached out to me, but I think they DM'd me and I need to like cut that's through great. the jungle morass that is my dms so that's great i mean honestly 10 would be spectacular colleen like, you said i have to really... do 20 <laughs> i know now that i'm actually thinking through the logistics that seems like a lot Don't let me out of this <laughs> that's really great so my next question would be have you seen any any impact yet of being on these podcasts in terms of sales or community engagement or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, I guess the – so the biggest bump was definitely product hunts. Um, like, I think I saw, like, that day, like, I sold, like, 20-something or, like, almost 30 copies, I think, out of – I don't know. I guess I'm probably at, like, 350 now. Or – no, actually, it's more than that. Almost 400. Um, so – Oh, wait, maybe I'll be at almost 500 soon. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so there was definitely a little bump out of that. Um, I actually, I, I did look this up for Josh and Nate from Searching for SAS, and I sold three copies the day that one came out. So they were pretty pumped about that. <laughs> nice. Um, I mean, I think it's the kind of thing where, like, not everybody, like, listens to a podcast on the day it comes yeah. out. Like, it's I was talking of a to someone long who game. is, like, a regular listener um, of us, and, like, they were like three episodes behind because, you know, you listen to it whenever you can and there are other stuff going on. So in many ways, it's like it's not really for the immediate um, hit of that in the same way that, say, like Product Hunt was. 
Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Long game. The long game. There we go. That's long what I was game. looking for. Um, so, I, I mean, I guess we'll see, right? Because it's like this is, you know, this is not a like Big Bang launch, right? Like this is like the, the book is hopefully designed or like written in a way, you know, to be a book that people recommend to other people, they buy for their team. Like it's not like it's not particularly timely or relevant to like current events. So it's okay if it doesn't, you know, sell like a bajillion copies in the first two months. Like that's totally fine. Um, you know, it's funny. I was, I was, uh, I, I came across a tweet by uh, our mutual friend, uh, Mike Buckby this morning saying that, you know, validation for something is when you're getting stranger money. It's like people who don't know you, they're not your friends, they're not the people that follow you, they're just like people who, you know, come across it for whatever reason and then they, they buy it and they're happy with it. And yeah. the book is definitely getting stranger money. So um, that's wonderful. Yeah. So so I so I think that's kind of a a sign that it's it was actually I mean it was actually getting that in the pre-sale. So um so I think that's a sign that, you know, things are in the right track, but it's just like this is going to be a slow burn. Yes. Um, yeah. So I I mean, I'm happy with things, you know, again, like considering that I think it was like most self-published books only sell like 250 copies lifetime. And then most published right. books sell 300 copies their first year. Um, I've already like smashed that. So anything on top of that basically is gravy. And but again, like those numbers like are kind of like I look at that. And I'm like, yeah cool okay like but mostly it's like people tweet out like somebody tweeted out this morning that like they had their first customer interview and it was delightful and they learned so much and like they had scheduled it for 15 minutes but at the customer's insistence it went on for almost an hour and they learned so much and it was like and I was like yes okay like this uh okay the book did what it was supposed to do like that yeah that is what makes it feel like a success more than yeah that's anything that's else. really cool well in the money I mean you know I was I'm thinking about like what motivates you because for me I want life-changing money you could get life-changing money any anytime you wanted like you 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 could just snap your fingers because you have a successful business so that's something that I assume does not motivate you because you kind of already have it and so you know when I think about the book and like how you've been motivated it really feels like helping people, like really literally helping people learn how to be empathetic is what has driven this passion project for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's been a very like personal um, sort of mission because it's not just about talking to customers like, um, and um, I guess, so, so I mean, so one of them is actually, this will be coming out the same day. So I guess I can talk about it. But I was talking about this a lot with Justin Jackson on on Build Your SaaS about how like he was reading the book and it made him realize like, oh, wow, like I could actually use this in my personal life, too. And like and it's like not just a business book. And I was you know, I was saying to him how like I think I've told you how, you know, people don't put be more empathetic on their daily to do list, but they put <laughs> write the landing page, improve the documentation, get more sales like stop churn figure out if people can use the thing I built like that's the stuff that ends up on your to-do list and you can use empathy to solve those 
problems. And then if in the course of doing that, you realize that you can transfer some of these skills to your personal life as well, um, then it's like a double win. Well, um, yeah. So <laughs> the other day, my 10-year-old asked me what empathy was, and I literally handed him your book. It's <laughs> like, read this book. <laughs> Let me guess this, because this is the question that I get from children and, and adults, but children generally their first question, why is there a duck on the cover? Duck on the cover. Ask that. <laughs> he totally asked that. Yep. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, you know, you can tell him that he will find out when he gets to, let me just flip through it here. I believe it's chapter 34. Um, you know, never accuse me of uh, burying the lead here. No, chapter 37. <laughs> I'm sorry. Enough patience <laughs> to get through 138 pages. He will discover why there is a duck on the cover. <laughs> it has been fun talking to you as always. You too. Um, I'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality, Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightbits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA, Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Roomsteals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outseta, Justin Jackson, MegaMaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from ConsentKit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of Works Cited, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Larabels, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender, Brendan from Feederloop, Pascal from Sharpen.page, Lynn Romick from Convini, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.